What mental health needs is more sunlight, more candor, more unashamed conversation. Glenn Close. Hey everyone, what's up and welcome back to another episode on the Hipster Mom Podcast. If you're a first-time listener to the show, I would like to say welcome and say thank you so much for taking the time to listen. It's my sincere hope that you find something useful, enlightening, entertaining, and who knows, maybe even all of the above while listening to this podcast. Before we begin today's episode, I just want to say I hope you guys are staying safe, staying healthy, staying grounded during these very crazy times because, you know, nothing new to report. Obviously, with the whole COVID-19 outbreak, it seems to be um, circulating in every facet of social media and as well as mainstream media, which is not going to lie. It's pretty fucking depressing. We're just going to be completely honest and probably really blunt about that too. But Anyway, I figured like today would be kind of like a bonus episode, if you will. It's about mental health in the quarantine, kind of like an update, sort of, if you will. And I really don't have anything scripted. I don't have anything like fully planned. I figured this could kind of be sort of off the cuff. I mean, I do have like my main bullet points here, like things that I do want to talk about just so that way I'm not completely rambling. But yeah, anyway, let's just jump right into this episode. So I'm... Not really sure how anybody else is feeling right now, but while I'm recording this, I'm not really my usual perky self. I'm not usually, uh, I mean, I'm not usually like this down while I'm talking to anybody. And I mean, I try not to be, but I guess if you've listened to my Uncertain Times episode, which is actually in the, available in the archives of this podcast, then you'll know that I'm a very real person that sits behind this microphone talking to you guys. And yeah, I mean... I've just been feeling, I've been feeling it like a few days ago, my anxiety, and I don't really always talk about my feelings about this very much because I really try and keep it under wraps, but at times that's really hard. And lately I've been really struggling with um, my anxiety. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm grateful to the point where my anxiety is not every day, all day, every day where I, I suffer from it. But my God, when those bouts of anxiety hit, they hit really hard. And yeah, I mean, it's just, I mean, it's, it's just hard. It's hard for me to talk about how I'm feeling sometimes, especially if it's new people, because I don't like to rub people the wrong way by any means, because, um, you know, I don't want to scare people away, but I feel that, um, I really, I really do feel like mental health is something that really needs to be talked about. And especially during these times of quarantine and also just during these times of like, if you're a parent too in quarantine and just the fact that like thinking about how much, you know, stuff that I have to do on a daily basis is absolutely insane. And I mean, just the fact that I've been able to do like this long distance learning since, oh my God, since March, like late March, almost to early April is when this whole thing began. It started when my son was right after he was done with um, spring break. And yeah, so I've been dealing with that. That's really been taking a toll on me. I've been dealing with um, the fact that I am not currently working right now and it really sucks. Um, I feel like I've lost a part of my identity. I feel like I've lost quite a bit of myself, even though there's still been some good things to actually come from uh, working on the podcast. I've had a few people reach out to me with uh, their kind words and they say that they really appreciate the raw and honest 
um, uh, take that I actually have on certain things, especially when it does come to motherhood and not even just motherhood, but I think it's just a matter of being so relatable on all this shit. You know, like, I mean, we're real people like moms. I feel like, I don't know, this is just my personal observation and this is maybe just from my own personal experience, but I feel like as soon as you become a mom, then all of a sudden you're assumed to be this, um, this almost kind of like this godlike figure. You know what I mean? But yeah, like I was saying, um, this godlike figure as if once you became, become a parent, all of a sudden, it's like everything is just, it's supposed to be so fucking easy, right? Like we're supposed to have it all figured out. We're all supposed to be this, um, like this, like in a fucking box, right? Like this, almost like this cookie cutter ideal of, you know, I don't know if you've ever heard of that song. I think it's on the TV show called Weeds. And yeah, I'm kind of aging myself here. Um, but yeah, I, I watched this TV show Weeds and like the theme song of, um, the song is like little boxes on the hillside, little boxes made of ticky tacky, little boxes all the same. Like we're all supposed to live in these perfect little cookie cutter houses. We're supposed to wear these cookie cutter outfits, you know, mom outfits, right? Because mom life, anybody who's listening to this. Um, yeah, we're supposed to wear mom jeans. We're supposed to wear our hair up in, you know, messy buns all the time. We're supposed to wear sweatpants because we've lost our sense of purpose of even just looking nice. And I'm not saying that there hasn't been a, quite a few days that I've just worn, you know, really comfy clothes around here. But at the same time, I've been trying to make an effort to still look decent, still look nice and everything. But it seems like as soon as you become a parent, it's like you're supposed to throw all this shit like right out the window, right? Like you're supposed to just lose like your sense of purpose, your sense of identity. All of a sudden, your identity is just in your child or your children if you have multiple children. And no, you're, you're so much more than this label of mom. And I think that that's what I'm trying to prove too is the fact that I know I'm a mom. I get that. That's a part of my identity. But the thing is, is that that doesn't have to be my fucking label. You know what I mean? I can have my own interests outside of my child. I can have my own interests outside of even like my marriage. I can have interests outside of my home, outside of, you know, like being, I guess, a dog mom, if that counts as being a parent to a dog, right? Dog parents, you know, hey, all the dog parents unite, right? But my God, I feel like I'm, I'm so much more than all of this stuff. I feel like I'm so much more than being labeled as, you know, recent college graduate. I'm a more than just even maybe a potential full-time worker, depending on where I decide to work at. You know, I've been applying for jobs, but as of right now with the whole um, hiring freeze at this point, I literally don't even know what my next play is at this point. It's like the whole hurry up and wait ideal if you will and then all of a sudden it's like once you've hurried up then all of a sudden you gotta wait now all of a sudden my ideal of being able to um find a job and everything like that has been halted my whole ideal of finding my dream job finding everything that I would like to do has suddenly been put on the back burner and I'm so tired of it like I'm, I'm just tired of really feeling like I have no sense of purpose at this point, even though I know I have so much going for me. I mean, I tried to be as upbeat as I can on social media, but at the same time, I'm still very well aware of the fact that it's life. 
life just sucks sometimes. And yeah, if you can't tell the way I'm talking to you guys right now, I'm kind of in a funk at this point. But I guess it's just like, you know, I have my coffee here. So it's kind of like us just having, you know, conversation, right? Over coffee or, you know, if you're drinking a, a beer right now, eh, fuck, I'm not going to judge you. But anyway, um, but yeah, so anyway, I want to talk about some like bullet points that I have listed here. So I guess I already did go over like my first bullet point, which was feeling stressed about my circumstances. Now I want to talk about feeling stressed with my family. And I'm not saying like, like bad stress. You know what I mean? I'm not saying like I'm so angry with them that I wish they were never around. Not like that kind of stress. But it's almost like that they're too there. They're too readily available at times. They're too, I don't even know. I guess it's just my son, I, I guess is like, let's just start with him. He, I love the fact that he needs my help. I love the fact that he needs me to help him with some things every once in a while. But there are some things that I know he can do by himself. I mean, he is seven years old. He's like, well, now almost next sometime this year he'll be seven and a half years old it's hard to believe that that time's already going by so fast but anyway um like I, I there's some things that I know he can do by himself like I know he can wash his hands by himself like I mean I've told him like 20 seconds you know I always say sing the happy birthday song and he usually I can hear him singing it when he's in the bathroom washing his hands but then I know that there's moments where he can do, um, he can actually get some cereal by himself. Like he will be able to pull the, uh, the box of cereal out of the cupboard. And even though I don't like him climbing up on the counters and I, I don't like him doing that at all, I make sure that he is not, you know, climbing by any means because he doesn't need to be doing that um, because anything can happen, right? But yeah, I mean, I'm just, I'm tired of it. Like, I, it's like my son is just always there. Like, and he, sometimes he knows how to push my buttons. <laughs> Maybe that's just a kid for you. I don't know. But yeah, uh, then all of a sudden, like my husband, he is, I mean, I love my husband, don't get me wrong. But then there's just some moments where he can drive me nuts too. And especially with all of these things that he wants to purchase, all these things that he wants to buy, you know, that kind of thing. But I'm at a point now where I'm just like, we have to be careful with our finances. And I'm not saying when I, when I'm saying being careful with our finances, I'm not saying that we are so dirt poor that we have like nothing to our name. I'm not saying that by any means, but you know, we, we still have to be conscious of these, these things, right? We have to be conscious of the fact that we need to make sure we have bill, you know, enough money put away for bills. We need to make sure that we have um, you know, all these things. And it may just be like an age thing too, but it feels like now I'm getting to that point in my life where I'm, you know, I'm 30 years old. And a lot of the things that used to be so important to me when I was like 20, you know, 21 years old, maybe even like 22, you know, eh, wow, aging myself again here. But yeah, like the things that were so important to me, like 10, 11, almost 12 years ago is no longer important to me anymore. I, I do not care about having the latest fashion stuff. I do not care about having, you know, 
the the latest pair of shoes you know the hot thing coming off the shelves like oh it's like oh my god you gotta buy it before it's gone right and I'm not saying I don't like nice things you know I definitely do but just a lot of these things that used to be so important to me are no longer important to me and I feel at the same time I feel like I'm not as respected on some of these things like and I'm I'm not saying that my husband doesn't deserve nice things either. And in fact, he actually did do quite a bit of stuff to his bike uh, a while ago. And I know he, that absolutely needed to be done. I know that he likes to ride his motorcycle in these times of the months when it's actually nice and it's getting warmer outside now, finally. But he has been so, you know, wanting to just save money on gas and he wants to be careful about that. But then I'm just thinking my biggest fear is just making sure that we have enough groceries and making sure we have enough, you know, essentials, like the things that we actually need. I'm, I'm at that point now where, I mean, I have the clothes that I have. That's great. But until they start to become so ratted and so torn down, like I'm not going to be going out and going shopping like fuck I mean I can't even go shopping anyway hardly at all to some stores so (laughs) that's out the window but yeah I mean then I love I mean like my I'm a little stressed because I feel like I worry about my sister especially just how she's dealing with all this stuff because I mean she has a little bit more anxiety than I do um she has I mean she'll admit that she's had some troubles with like mental health as well and I know that she can get very emotional over some things like it's just she can get very anxious she's had it a lot worse than I've had since I was a child but yeah I mean it's just I I worry over her mental health I worry about my mom I know she's been kind of admitting to me that she's been feeling a little bit uh down lately which it's just like you know everybody tries to say this is our new normal no it's not I'm sorry. I mean, I'm probably going to make a lot of people mad when I say that. But to me, this is not new, my new normal. It will never be my new normal, unfortunately. Just, I mean, I understand the precautions that we have to take. I understand that we need to make sure that we're staying healthy. And by God, all means, like if you are sick, stay your ass at home. I understand that. But this will never be my new normal. It will never be my new normal. I don't know why people think this is going to be our new normal from now on. It's not going to be. And I, I mean, I refuse to have that kind of outlook on it. But yeah, um, my stepdad's been doing decent. You know, I'm sure he's probably getting sick of the whole uh, six feet. You know, he understands why it's implemented. He understands the whole six feet apart. And he's even said before, too, that if you are not feeling well, by all means, stay home, please. Because, you know, that's one less people that's going to get sick. It's less people that are going to be you know, freaking the fuck out about all of this stuff that's going on. And, you know, just basically, I'm just worried over like everyone's safety too, like their mental health and worrying about how they're doing financially. Because I know some people uh, in my family aren't considered non-essential, like at least for some of their occupations that they have, they're considered non-essential. So I'm worried about like their livelihoods, like how are they holding up? And I'm sure that for social social wise because some of my family members can be very social people they they're feeling it too because as normally they are very social individuals they 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 miss seeing their friends they miss seeing other family members and I mean it just sucks like what more can you say about it it just sucks and not only that but then I'm also feeling kind of stressed about this outbreak too just because I'm always wondering 
how is everybody doing with all this shit? And I've even been starting to wonder too, like myself, when it comes to like the statistics of like COVID-19, like how much this has actually been so anxiety inducing because thanks mainstream media for doing that too, because that seems like that's all that anybody talks about. And I'm not saying that we can't talk about it, but at the same time, that feels like that's all we talk about. I don't know. I don't know what I'm getting at. Like, it feels like we're supposed to be, you know, being conscious of this stuff. We're supposed to be aware of it. And I understand that, but I'm still starting to become curious about what everybody's mental health is going to be like, the statistics even. And as this is an ever-changing situation, it seems like all of a sudden it's, you know, oh my God, we're not going to open up, you know, these things. We're not going to do this. We're not going to do that. But then the CDC finally just came out with uh, news of its own saying that the coronavirus actually doesn't spread as quickly on surfaces as it was originally reported. And I'm just like, really? Huh? So that's kind of interesting to learn that statistic, that little uh, bit tidbit of information. And um, yeah, I mean, it's just... It, like I said, it's an ever-changing situation. And I am not saying don't take your own precautions because you got to do what's going to be best for you. And you got to do what's going to be best for like your friends, your family, your, you know, your loved ones, you know, your, your husband, your wife, your spouse, your partner, or whoever, you know, you're in a relationship with, you know, by that means, like you have to just do what is going to work best for you and not worrying about what everybody else is doing. Because I mean, I don't know if this is just going to be mean, but it's kind of like, you know, fuck what everybody else is doing. Like what everyone else is doing is not going to work for me. And this is, like I said, it's an ever-changing situation. What, and I, I think it's just common sense too, where what works for some people is not going to work for another individual. And I think now, you know, even at 30 years old, almost 31 years old, I'm still learning new shit every single day. But um, the fourth point that I want to start talking about is like feeling stressed with like this whole quarantine ideal, if you will. And I mean, I don't know like and what I mean by that, because I'm kind of putting the whole air quotes around the whole quarantine ideal, right? Like we're supposed to have like this kind of like very zen space like we're supposed to be able to have like our you know like meditation mats on the floor we're supposed to be like meditating for like an hour on end we're supposed to be doing like this perfect cup of coffee in the morning this perfect breakfast we're supposed to do you know the perfect shower routine we're supposed to do all of this shit and I don't know if it's just the things that I have been seeing from different social media outlets but yeah I think maybe that's a sign that I need to start just like I mean, I do take breaks from social media because I have to do it for my own sanity and, you know, if you will. But I mean, I'm just at that point now where I'm, I'm so over the whole ideal of trying to be perfect in my own, um, like this little ideal, like I think that I should be doing, if that makes any sense. But I mean, oh my God, like there is, when you're a parent, that is not ideal. That is not realistic. Like you can't have the perfect Zen morning. You can't do, you know, a meditation practice for about an hour or so. You can't do a journaling practice for like maybe 20 minutes, you know, maybe a half hour. You know, you can't do like the perfect cup of coffee or things like that. When you have a kid that ends up waking up around a little bit after you do, then it gets really hard. It gets so difficult after that because 
like I said, it's not perfect. It's not it's not even real to me. Like in seeing these things like happening on social media, seeing it so pictured perfect, so por- you know, proportional, it just doesn't work. It does not work for me. I suppose all in all, like now that I'm really starting to think on it even more is that when I'm seeing these like perfect morning ideals, you know, like these videos or even seeing these social media posts, I'm just going to have to like just start like swiping away from those things because I'm like your ideals as of right now do not work for me. And I think if I want a perfect morning like that, then I'm going to have to start doing like more of a meditation practice. And I mean, I'm doing meditation as of right now, but I'm not doing it like nearly as much as I should be. And I said I was when I first started the whole course quarantine thing and I really just need to get back into it I need to start doing a more early morning yoga routine just something more time for me and I have been doing a lot of like gratitude journaling as well and I have found that to be very helpful especially when it comes to like putting my thoughts on paper and just kind of getting a feel for how I'm actually feeling like a couple of days ago I actually had a moment where I was sitting down at the table and I was actually journaling out my feelings like how I was actually feeling that afternoon and I was feeling so tensed up I was feeling very anxious and I was worrying over things that I feel like at this point are so out of my control and like I'm worrying about like the podcast I'm worrying about if anybody even relates to these things and I don't know why but it's like the worst thing you can do is be your own worst critic right because I've heard that phrase before you know you are your own worst critic and my thing now that I'm also looking back on it now is like what happens if I started thinking like what happens if nobody actually really relates to these things and then I start thinking But what happens if somebody actually does? And yeah, I think I'm, I'm, I just got to be more positive about that because I feel like there will be people that obviously will be so turned off by my message and they just don't want to hear what I have to say. And that's fine. But that doesn't mean that somebody out there isn't interested in my message and that there isn't somebody who actually resonates with what you're talking about. And they're kind of like, yes, like this is what I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, so anyway, I want to get off of that I, that tangent because I feel like I've been going and going with it. But as you guys all know that May is Mental Health Awareness Month and there's actually this little public service announcement from the CDC that I had actually looked at while I was Googling because I did a little bit of research for this, but I didn't want it entirely research-based. I just kind of wanted it to be, like I said, off the cuff and just being real, raw, and authentic with you guys. But the tips that I did see from that public service announcement from the CDC, and it was the five tips for the be kind to your mind thing, if, yeah, that's what they call it. But uh, yeah, so the first tip that they talk about is pause, breathe, notice how you feel. Number two is take breaks from COVID-19 content. Number three is make time to sleep and exercise. Four is reach out and stay connected. And number five is seek help if overwhelmed or unsafe. Yeah, like I'm not really sure if I feel like unsafe by any means, but definitely I feel slightly overwhelmed at this point, especially just with the whole outbreak and just worrying about whether or not like I'm going to even get like my job back. Just wondering if, you know, when does my part-time job open back up? When does, uh, you know, when does anything really just start returning back to normal? again and the first point that I thought the CDC made was like pause breathe and just notice like how you feel and I've been 
I mean, I've been trying to take stock of that, like mental stock if I'm able to. And just, I'm trying to just kind of deal with it as best as I can. But I mean, if I start to notice that I'm starting to feel really overwhelmed and just feeling like more anxious than usual, then I kind of start to wonder like, okay, where is this stemming from? Because and lately I've been trying to be careful with like my caffeine intake. I'm not trying to drink too much coffee lately. I mean, like the most that I've ever had is like maybe two cups of coffee a day. And I mean, I don't know, sometimes I've even had like three, but I probably should just keep it to like either one or two cups max and then that's it. Like I'm not just, I'm not going to do that anymore. I can't do it because I mean, maybe that's a part of my anxiousness. Maybe that's where it's stemming from is the caffeine. And I know that they say take breaks from the COVID-19 content and I'm just thinking to myself, huh, kind of ironic how I'm like taking a break, but yet I'm talking about it. I just, I don't know, the irony is is so there. But uh, yeah, then uh, the third tip here was like taking time to like make time for sleep and exercise. And I think I've been doing decent when it comes to like the sleep aspect. I feel like I've been getting enough sleep as of lately. But maybe like exercise, I haven't really been doing a lot of that and I really need to. I mean, I have to get back into like my more of my yoga routine and doing kind of like more of my weight training if I'm able to, because uh, where I live at, the governor just finally decided to start opening some stuff back up, like the gyms won't open back up until June. So I guess there's a small victory there. And um, yeah, I mean, I just I really can't wait to get back into the gym and just work out if I'm able to. And then like reaching out and staying connected has been pretty crucial has been very helpful for me anyway. Um, I've been reaching out to people and I've been reaching out to more like family members and even some close friends here and there just seeing like how they're doing just kind of talking to them and just gauging like how they're actually doing rather than physically knowing how they're doing like no really like how are you doing you know that kind of thing and um, another article I ended up finding um, it was from healthline.com and it was actually stating that uh, Americans are actually reporting significant and sustained increases in symptoms of depression and anxiety which has been related to the whole COVID-19 pandemic and uh, it also even stated that women and minorities like people with pre-existing health conditions and adults that are under the age of 34 have all reported higher rates of fear and anxiety And the number of people reporting these symptoms are well above historical norms, which is pretty crazy because normally, um, I don't think you would ever really hear about a lot of the people, like especially like women, minorities, and other people are finally starting to come forward and saying like, this has been affecting me greatly. You know, I know we all have our own anxiousness here and there. We all have our anxieties. But I mean, just to think that, you know, even like, it's going above the historic norms of what's actually normal for, you know, uh, the whole reporting of anxiety, like anxiousness and everything in between. It's just, it's amazing that it's already gone over that. And experts have started to caution that spotting symptoms of mental health issues could be especially challenging given the current environment of stay at home orders and physical distancing. And I'm kind of like, uh, yeah, (laughs) you know, like way to state the obvious. It's um, it's just like, well, you know, it's kind of like, well, what gave it away? Of course, it's going to be difficult to try to gauge, you know, somebody from a physical distance. Like you can't judge people from that. Like, and it's hard to even know 
how somebody's really acting, especially because I know like, and no offense to like better help, you know, like those like websites to help people that get them connected with like therapists, like online and stuff like that. Like if you can talk to a therapist, like a licensed therapist and are able to do that stuff from your home, by all means, that's great. But some people just don't do well when it comes to like technology. Like sometimes they really just need to sit and just be in the presence of a physical human being rather than just seeing them through a computer screen. I mean, if that makes any sense. But yeah, I mean, that's uh, just one of the few articles that I did read up on this. Like I just... You know, I wanted to kind of just get a better understanding of maybe uh, also realizing that it's not just me that's going through this. I mean, clearly there's other women just like myself. There's uh, minorities. There's people who are under the age of 34. There's even people with pre-existing conditions that are reporting higher rates of fear and anxiety. And it just, it sucks. Like this whole situation just sucks. Like I wish that it was different. I wish that this stuff could end sooner rather than later but I don't know I mean I'm trying to stay positive I'm trying to stay optimistic about it but then when you keep hearing things left and right that it's uh it's not looking too good but then you get some days that it's looking better than most it's like there's no happy medium at this point and I think that for me is just probably the most frustrating out of all of this but yeah, I guess that's my bonus episode that I was, I just kind of wanted to get on here and just kind of talk to you guys just a little bit about like how I've been doing, like how I've been dealing with all this stuff, just kind of like what my thoughts have been. I mean, I'm not going into like super dramatic detail and like everything like related to COVID by any means, but just kind of wondering like, will life get back to normal? And I'm also kind of sharing like my own personal tips of just like, you know, I, I mean, I've been doing yoga. I've been doing meditation when I can. I've been doing more gratitude journaling. And I feel like that there is always something to be grateful for at the end of your day because there is. I mean, I mean, the little things really are adding up to be quite a bit for me personally. But I mean, those are just a few of my tips and tricks. But I mean, I'm not going to force any of that stuff on you guys. It's I really just want you guys to kind of like get your own routines like figured out like what works best for you and if you've got one that's great I mean keep doing it because clearly I mean it is working for you so really I mean why change it anyway I'm gonna conclude the episode here by saying thank you for tuning in for today's episode to just kind of hang out with me for a little bit but if you would like to you can follow the podcast on Instagram and Facebook you can find that at the hipster mom podcast and you can also rate and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, and that's just if you want to. Oh, and another announcement, I did launch a, uh, a PayPal uh, button, so it's like a support the show link, and you can find that on my uh, podcast website on buzzsprout.com, or you can uh, probably find it, I would imagine you could find it maybe in Apple Podcasts, but I don't know, don't quote me on that. But anyway, I'll be back very soon with a brand new episode. So until next time, keep living your best lives. Peace.